Welcome to the Christian Essentials Podcast, sponsored by ChristianGiftDepot.com and by iSuccess Academy, helping people succeed. Now, here's your host, Teddy Levron. Once again, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, glad you're here and uh, hope that you've had a good week, that uh, uh, you've had plenty of time to pray, spend time with God quietly, and also that you've started to understand the concept of being able to pray without ceasing, um, being able to hear from God and, and being aware of God's presence throughout the course of your day as you're working and doing whatever uh, you're doing. This week we're going to continue on our study about Christian growth. We're in the second of the three essentials for Christian living. Uh, and last week we talked about prayer. This week we'll talk about Bible study. And um, I want you to understand the importance of Bible study. Uh, some people figure, well, I'll just go to church and I'll listen to the pastor. I'll go to a class and I'll listen to them. Uh, but I really don't understand it well enough to read it on my own. Uh, that, that really isn't true. Um, you'll say, well, you don't know me. <laughs> no, but I know myself and I've known a lot of people, hundreds and hundreds of people over the years who started out with exactly that thought process, that Bible study is just too intimidating, that uh, I'll never understand it. Uh, the language is not right. <laughs> you know, I just don't get it. Uh, so let's talk about some ways that we can learn to get it, uh, that we can start in a way that's going to be simple to understand. Don't try to swallow the whole book in one bite, in other words. The idea is that we need to take this in small bites. Uh, I told you last week, the Apostle Paul basically told the people that he was teaching that he couldn't give them the meat of the word because they were still, quote, babes in Christ, that they were still only able to drink the milk. Uh, so what he's talking about is the idea that you can't give a baby solid food. The baby's going to start with milk, and it's going to start with mushy foods, and then starts into more solid foods as they grow and as they mature. So no matter how old you are, if you've just come into a relationship with the Lord, it's like being a spiritual baby. You have no real understanding of what God's wanting other than you've recognized that God wants a relationship with you and you've accepted that relationship. You've surrendered your life and said, Lord, I want this relationship and I'm going to do my best to learn your ways and learn your will and to be pleasing to you, and I'm going to trust you with everything in my life. I'm going to have faith that you say who you say you are is who you really are, and that you're faithful to carry out the promises that you give us in your word. And I've got faith that the Bible is actually your word. So it's important that we get to a point where we can understand what the Bible is saying. You will not understand all of it, maybe ever. Uh, but the point is that you need to start somewhere, and that's where we are in this podcast. We're not going to get into deep theology about uh, the book of Revelation and the book of Isaiah and start talking about all of the prophetic things that are in the Bible. People who are brand new to Christianity uh, can't really understand that. No one can. 
that has not spent some time with the Lord and understanding the basics of what God's trying to say to us. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're brand new to Christianity, you're in the right place. If you are a more mature Christian, you've been around for a while, and you have understanding of the basic things, you're in the right place as well. Because sometimes once we've been uh, involved in Christianity for a long time, we start to forget some of the basic things that other people don't know. So if you're a mature Christian, uh, coming here, the reason God sent you here may be so that you can kind of rekindle that, that newborn spirit, so to speak, or that you can learn some simple ways to explain the, the theology of Christianity to other people who don't have the kind of understanding that you do. I think sometimes our challenge is that we've been around a while and we use certain terminology and think that everybody else will understand it. Uh, Last week we talked about how people can misunderstand our language. Uh, We talk about prayer closets and hearing from God and all of those things we dealt with in last, last week's episode, so I won't go over them again. But even simple words like um, blessing. God wants to bless you. Well, what, what does that mean? If, if I'm brand new to Christianity, how am I going to understand what that means if no one explains it to me? So we need to learn how to explain these things. And the only way we can help explain it is by going to God's Word and become better students of God's Word ourselves. Because once we start becoming a student of God's Word, now we have the resources that we can point other people to. The Holy Spirit's going to help with the understanding. The Holy Spirit helps with knowledge. The Holy Spirit is going to reveal things to people. The Bible says that you you can't even come into a right relationship with God without the Holy Spirit working. So it's not all on us, but we need to have the tools and resources at the ends of our fingers that can help us to point people to God and trust that God's going to help them with their understanding. Uh, If you follow that, we really, I I want everybody to understand this. I don't have anything of benefit for you except what I got from God. Let that one sink in for just a second. Because I think sometimes uh, we think that we're doing things for other people and we're providing all of this insight and we're providing all of this uh, knowledge and uh, we're, we're being benevolent by letting people use our time. Well, no, that's not the case at all. The fact is that we have nothing to offer anyone else unless we got it from God. Uh, so once we come to that understanding, the faster we come to that understanding, uh, the faster we're going to be able to come into total submission to God and have him use us in the ways that he wants to use us, which is going to be a much bigger uh, success story than if we tried to do it on our own. So let's talk about how uh, the Apostle Paul dealt with this issue with one of the uh, young men that he led to the Lord that he sees as a spiritual son. Uh, The man's name was Timothy. Uh, Timothy uh, was... Uh, sent to pastor a church, and Timothy was young, uh, so uh, older people weren't really respecting him, maybe. Paul is telling him in the scriptures at one point uh, to not be intimidated by people just because they were older. 
Uh, he needed to simply serve them with what he knew, uh, be diligent to serve them. And in the book of 2 Timothy, in chapter 2, verse 15, he tells Timothy this. He says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God. So first, present yourself approved to God. Don't try to prove yourself to people. Prove yourself to God to start with, which means coming into a right relationship with the Lord and being approved by God in that relationship. In other words, you've surrendered your life to him. You've accepted Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and the fact that he rose again. Start there and present yourself, he says, approved to God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So he's telling him here that he needs to study, basically. Study to show himself approved unto God. In uh, the King James translation, I think that's exactly how it's phrased. It says, study to show himself approved unto God. So the idea here is that study of God's word and surrendering to God's way is the most important piece of this puzzle. Once we've come to that point, then we have something that we can share with others, things that we can, um, things that we can present to other people and minister to other people. If we're just sharing our own opinions, that really doesn't make any difference whatsoever. Uh, we're, uh, we're just kind of talking off the top of our own heads. And I promise you, if I give you my opinions uh, and you decide that you're going to uh, base your life on my opinions, you're going to be in trouble pretty quick. Uh, on the other hand, if I can point you to Scripture that says, God says this is the way this should be done, uh, that you can bank on because that's God's Word. <laughs> okay? So what, what is the Bible? How can we trust that this book that we call the Bible is actually true? So simply put, we believe that the Bible is God's Word, and it's the most important tool that He's given us for spiritual growth. We refer to the Bible as being God's inspired Word. It's basically a guidebook from God to teach us about how to live our lives in a way that's pleasing to Him. It, uh, it also guides us uh, around and through the challenges and temptations that we face in life. And uh, when we talk about it being God's Word and the inspired Word of God, what we're talking about is the fact that God inspired men to write the words that He gave them to write. And as He began to do that, they wrote it all down. The the Bible is composed of a series of other books and letters that were written by these, these people, by these men. One unique thing about the Bible is that when you go through it, you realize that even though the Bible was written over many, many years by many different authors, uh, dealing with many different type topics and um, people groups and cultures and different time periods, over decades, hundreds of years, thousands of years, all of a sudden you start realizing, well, wait a minute, the book doesn't contradict itself. Now, some people will, will contend that the Bible actually contradicts itself. It doesn't. 
once you start to understand God's Word, and you start really understanding the original languages that it was written in, when you start looking at things that seem to contradict themselves, all of a sudden you realize, well, they're actually in agreement. Because they're presenting it one way to one group of people, they present it a little differently to another group of people uh, over a different time period, and all of a sudden you can see that they've actually explained exactly the same principle. So as you begin to study through God's Word, you're going to start to get some of those insights. So at first, it's going to be a little difficult to understand. You'll read something and you go, man, what in the world are they talking about? I don't know what, what all these things about these goats and sheep are mean. I grew up in a city. Uh, I don't know anything about goats and sheep. Well, if you take the time to find some research materials to learn about that time period and learn about what the people back then would have understood about the goats and the sheep, then the scripture is going to make sense to you. So the next question would be, well, why do I need to know about goats and sheep? Remember, I told you at the very beginning of all of this that everything has a natural application and a spiritual application when you stop to think about it. When Jesus was here on earth, he would tell stories and he would use the stories that we call parables. He would tell these stories using things that the people understood. So he would talk about agriculture, and he would talk about money, and he would talk about uh, animals and things. The people understood what he was talking about, and then he would make a spiritual application with that particular illustration that he was using. So we need to get some understanding of the time period that things were being written in order to fully understand what God's Word says. Uh, I'll give you a simple example of this. We've already covered in past episodes... Uh, John chapter 3, verse 16. In 316, it says that who, whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. The word believes in that sentence, in today's language, some people have interpreted that to mean that if you believe that Jesus existed, that you must be saved that you already have a relationship with God because you believe that Jesus was real and that he died on a cross. Okay? Not exactly. If you do a little bit of research, that research is going to lead you to the fact that the word believe means trust. The actual original word would have been trust. So now, whosoever trusts in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's different. In order to trust, you have to act. You're going to have to put your faith in him. If it says that we trust him with our lives, we trust him with our money, we trust him with uh, helping to raise our children, we trust him in all of the aspects of our life. That means that we're going to come into alignment with the way that he thinks, uh, and the way that he operates, and we're going to do things the way uh, he wants us to do them. But just believing in our head that Jesus was real and that he died on the cross won't get us to that point. Unless we've studied that phrase a little better, we're going to have a misunderstanding. Other things in the Bible are the same way. So how can we get that better understanding of God's Word? Well, first, let's start with some parts of the Bible that are a little easier to understand. Some things that are basic to what we need to know. We'll start in the New Testament. 
we start with the four Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the first four books in the New Testament of the Bible. Those four books are the Gospels. They were written by the disciples, and they were written while, uh, about when Jesus was here on earth. So we get to see Jesus's words. We see what Jesus taught. We, we get his wording. We get the stories that he told. We get it from a perspective of how he was trying to teach them about heaven and about daily life and about all of these other concepts. Uh, some Bibles have Jesus's words in red so that we can pick them out uh, and be able to know that it's Jesus speaking at that time. So that's one of our resources that we can use to learn how to interpret the Bible, how to begin learning what it means to have a spiritual walk with the Lord, how to follow Jesus, how to be in submission to God, in relationship with God. So uh, one of the things that we can do is get a Bible that, uh, that maybe has that lettering in red that's going to help you to be able to define some things. Uh, another thing that we'll uh, need to do is get some resources that would help us to study the meanings of those words. So there are, th there are other books called concordances, which help us find things. And in conjunction with the concordance, you have uh, Bible dictionaries. So it takes the word and you can look that word up in its original language with the original definitions. And you don't have to understand how to read or or understand that language, it does it for you in the language that you already understand. So if I wanted to look up the word believe, I would find that Bible uh, concordance, the Bible dictionary, and find that word. It, all the words are kind of labeled and numbered in, in the concordance. I can go to that Bible dictionary and it would tell me the meanings of that particular word and that particular phrase. So on our website, we have some links to the books that I'm talking about. Uh, three of the books that I would suggest that if you're just starting out studying God's Word, uh, or if you're trying to help someone else to learn how to study God's Word, there's three basic tools that you could use. One would be, in addition to the Bible, I'm, I'm, I mean, obviously you want to start, start with a Bible. Uh, uh, the other books would be a concordance of the Bible, and you can get that concordance based on the version of the Bible that uh, you're wanting to uh, read. Uh, a concordance, you would also look for a Bible dictionary uh, that has the Hebrew and Greek dictionaries in them uh, from the Old and New Testament. And uh, you could also get a book uh, related to the history of, of the time period that the Bible was written. It talks about the customs and the lifestyles and the symbolism of the things that they were doing and the things that Jesus was talking about. So those three books uh, would be a starting point. Uh, have links on the website, christianessentialspodcast.com. There's some links there that you can click on, and it'll show you what those books are, um, and, uh, and that would give you a good beginning. Uh, we're running out of time in this episode uh, in next week's episode, I'm going to pick this up where we left off today and kind of break down how the Bible is broken out so you can learn how to navigate, how to go and look for things in the Bible. And we'll slow it down a bit and talk about uh, how to begin studying the Bible specifically 
and the things that, that you want to try to learn first uh, before you start trying to identify some of the deeper topics that are in the Bible. So until next week, go ahead and, and start, uh, start, start reading the Word and pray when you read the Word. Ask God specifically to help you understand best place you could start would be in one of the four Gospels. I would suggest that you start in the book of John, uh, the Gospel of John, and uh, that's going to start helping you to understand uh, the basic principles of what it means to be a Christian and how to begin your spiritual walk with Jesus. You're going to start to learn about Jesus and the things that he taught during the time period that he was here on earth. So until next week, God bless you. Have a great week. Spend some time in prayer and Bible study, and I'll see you again next week. Thanks for tuning in. For more information and resources, please visit our website, ChristianEssentialsPodcast.com. Also, visit our sponsors, ChristianGiftDepot.com and iSuccess Academy. You've been listening to the Christian Essentials Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe.